Well, we're in, a, uh, we're in the second week of uh, a series called Clean. Jackie started it off for you very well last week. And we're, we're looking at how God wants to cleanse us in, in, uh, in the inside and the out. And we've, um, we explored the, uh, the story of uh, Nahum last week. And, um, and it really was about saying that sometimes we can overcomplicate the things of God. Sometimes God gives us some very simple things to do and we want to make them way more complicated than they need to do. In fact, the, the longer I've been a Christian, the more simple it seems to get how God wants to deal with things. But man, we make it hard for God when we get prideful or whether, or, and we go, surely not God. Surely not dipping myself in a dirty river seven times. Surely that's not what's going to do it. And God said, well, that's what I'm asking. Don't overcomplicate it. And so uh, uh, Jackie uh, started you off well in that way. And we're going to continue on today as we're going to talk about Jesus makes us clean. And, and we're going to be talking about leprosy again. Uh, it seemed to be a common disease in the Old, uh, Old and New Testament. And um, we're reading a story of Jesus today that comes from Luke's Gospel, uh, chapter 8, um, 1 to 4. It's very, very short. And I'll, I'll bring it to you at the, bit, uh, at the beginning and then we will uh, go from there. So, when Jesus came down from the mountainside, so this is, sorry, this is Matthew's gospel. So when, when it says that Jesus came down from the mountainside, he's actually from the Sermon on the Mount, that whole block of teaching that Jesus done, does in chapter 5 all the way through to the end of chapter 7. That's where you get the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are this. This is where Jesus says the Lord's Prayer. This is where Jesus says, if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. <clears throat> this is where Jesus talks about not judging people. This is where Jesus talks about all the thing, kingdom values. And as he comes down, he starts to display, not just talk about the kingdom values. So when Jesus comes down from the mountainside, he's coming down from explaining the kingdom values. And it says, and large crowds followed him. And a man with leprosy came and knelt before him. So just under, underline knelt. Knelt before him. So a posture of submission. And said, Lord, if you are willing, make me clean. Not if you're able. If you are willing, make me clean. And Jesus reached out the man and touched him, which is what you couldn't do in those days. And he said, you bet I'm willing. That's the Barry paraphrase. You bet I'm willing. You just try and hold me back. He said, be clean. And immediately he was clean, cleansed of his leprosy. And then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go and show yourself to the priests and offer a gift Moses commanded you as a testimony to them. Here we have a, a, an amazing encounter with Jesus. It's brief, but it's so rich. It, it's, brief, it, it's brief, but it, it shows us 
the heart and the intent of Jesus and how Jesus wants to show us God. That God wants us to be clean. Now, I don't know if you've ever been camping with a group of people for a week where there's no showers. You know, there's just nothing going on. And you're out in the bush and uh, everyone smells fine until you come home. And then someone clean smells you and you go, that's the way to the shower. Sometimes we don't realise what we carry until the Spirit of God points us to the shower. Sometimes we don't realise how in our life we are carrying all sorts of muck, all kinds of grime, all kinds of issues that God wants us to be clean from. And we can go through life just thinking that's the way it is. But at some time the Spirit of God will nudge us, will point us and say, there's the shower, I've got the living water, let's get you clean. Now we talk about cleansing, nine nine times out of ten what people refer to is the cleansing of our sins. And that's what Jesus' blood did, that's what we explored at Easter. And we're going to talk more about that next week, so I'm going to leave that to one side. But what I want to put to you this morning, that Jesus' intent on us being clean is not just about our sins, but it's about our whole body, our whole self, all of us. And so not only does Jesus want to cleanse our heart and with what, what he does with dealing with sin next week, come back, but also I believe that Jesus has a desire to cleanse our mind and our physical body. And this is a physical story of healing, but within it there's a whole lot of complexity to say that what Jesus is doing is not just healing this man, but restoring him back to the community and healing his mind and his heart at the same time. Leprosy was a disease that kept you isolated. Leprosy is not just one disease in the Old and New Testament, it's all kinds of skin diseases. And a lot of them were infectious, and so they used to isolate them out of the community until they were well. And when they were well, then they could go back to the priest and the priest would examine them and said, you are clean now, you can enter back into the community. And sometimes if it was just a rash, that would happen. Sometimes if it was a more serious leprosy, then they would stay isolated and they would have their own little communities, but they would stay isolated from and they weren't allowed to worship God. And so what Jesus is doing in this simple act of touching this man and saying, you know what, I am, I am willing, you are clean, is not just restoring his body, but he's restoring his heart, and he's restoring his mind, he's restoring his social status, he's restoring his ability to worship God. And it's all those things that I believe that God still wants to do for you and for me. That he doesn't want to just uh, cleanse us of whatever disease that we might have, but he wants to cleanse our thoughts. You know those thoughts that you don't tell anybody about? Those thoughts. You know those thoughts that if your spouse actually knew 
that you're thinking of them. You don't know if you'd still be married. Those thoughts. You know those thoughts that you are afraid to tell anybody because they, you, you think or you know that they'll judge you? Those thoughts. You know those voices that come and tell you to destroy yourself? Those thoughts. I believe that Jesus wants to cleanse those. Oh, it just got a bit real, didn't it? I think God wants to not just clear our thoughts, but clear our attitudes, how we perceive people, how we love people, who we accept into our world and who we don't. I think, I think God, Jesus wants to cleanse us of the, our attitudes towards people and towards the world. I think he wants to cleanse our behaviours, not for the sake of doing right and wrong, but just so we can be a blessing to the world. So I think when I say that Jesus wants to cleanse our mind, I'm talking about our thoughts, I'm talking about our attitudes, I'm talking about our behaviours. And just now as I've been speaking, you've had one of those arc up inside of you. You've had a thought that you go, oh... Yeah, that thought, or that attitude, that judgmentalism, that behaviour. But he also wants to cleanse us physically. And sometimes I think that as Christians we don't take the authority that we have to allow God to heal us uh, physically. We, we look at the things that are going on in our body and we just go, that's just the way it is. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't go to the doctor. Go to a doctor. In fact, if you've got mental health stuff, go to a doctor. Go to a doctor about it all, but also go to Jesus. And sometimes we have, we have uh, ailments that we just put up with and we don't bring to God in prayer for cleansing. I'm saying bring it to God. Because we all pick up things along the way, even if we've been travelling with God for a long, long time. We pick up muck and grime, that's why we have a shower every single day. But we take up muck and grime inside our hearts and inside our minds as well as physical. And Jesus wants to come and cleanse us of the lies, the beliefs, the habits, the wounds, the growths, the extra hair on your back that you're not meant to have. All those... No, not really. I just wanted to hear if you're listening. my kids keep on telling me that I'm bald. I say, no, it's just slipped down. <laughs> it's just going backwards. You didn't, can, we, can we cut that out of... Yeah, no, that's fine. That God wants us to be healed of all these things. And what I love about this story is, is the posture of the leper. And I outlined it as I was reading it. I was giving away the ending before before we get to the beginning, but there is a posture that this leper has that, it, that, it, that can teach us how we can come to God with whatever cleansing we need to see happen within our lives. Because he comes with a posture of expectation. There's no doubt in his mind that Jesus can cleanse him. The only doubt that he has is if Jesus is willing, not if he could. 
Because, Lord, if you are willing, will you make me clean? You know, what, what would happen if we came to Jesus with a sense that he could do anything? And so, so we take that thought process that you've been battling with. We, we take what's been going in your body that you've been battling with. We, we, we take that and we go, Jesus, you know what? I know you can do it. And so I'm just going to lay it before you. I know you're the answer. I'm just going to lay it before you. I'm just going to come and say, if you are willing, will you do it? Because sometimes I think that we're not even prepared to do that because we're afraid of the answer that God might give. But we've got the answer right here in Scripture. Yes, I am. Because if we're God's children... If we're called the sons and daughters of God, do you not think that we have his favour? Do you not think that we're on his radar? Do you you not think that he cares about what's happening, the small and the big within your life? I don't even know if Jesus knew this leper. But he cared enough for him he knows you, how much more will he care for you? So what is it within us that struggles to bring these things before God and to believe that God can do something about it? Well, as Kelly said at the beginning, our problem's in the waiting. Because after a point of time we go, God, I've kept on asking, but I'm not seeing any results, so maybe I should stop asking. No. No, you shouldn't. Because ultimately all prayer is, is is about us listening to what God says and doing what God says, asking for what we need and leaving it up to God to answer it. We don't have to defend God. We don't have to... All we simply have to do is to come. It's our job to ask. It's God's job to answer. What would it look like if we just didn't give up? Knowing that Jesus was able and we just kept on coming. Well, Jesus actually tells us, tells us a little pe- bit of parable about praying and not giving up. It's in Luke 18, 1 to 8. And then Jesus said to his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not Go on with me, give up. He said to him, a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God or cared what people thought. In other words, he didn't give a rats about anything. He was just doing a job. And there was a widow in that town that kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. Grant me justice. I'm being wronged. Grant me justice. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps on bothering me, I'll see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come back and attack me. 
So he goes, you know what? I don't give a rat's about anything, but this woman is annoying me. And if she keeps annoying me, then I'm going to go nuts. So I'm just going to make sure that she gets what she needs to get so I can get on with my life. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring uh, about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and, and night? And will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, the Son of Man comes, he will, fi- will he find faith on earth? So he's not comparing God to the judge in this parable. What he's doing is contrasting. If God, a judge who cares nothing about anything, if you are persistent, will give what is needed, how much more a God who loves? How much more a God who, who sees his children in need will, will, not, will answer what they're asking for? And so what I want to put to you tonight, whatever cleansing you need in your life, whether it's thoughts, emotions, uh, physical healing, whatever it is, don't give up because Jesus is the one who makes us clean. And he is the one who says, I am willing. So, how do we keep on coming to God and not giving up? Well, I've got a couple of things. First of all, I think we need to come with the right posture. We've got to come with the right posture. It's about coming to God and, and with respect and with awe, saying, I know that you can do this. Will you do this for me? It's not about being impatient. It's about keep on coming. And, and, and when it says he came and knelt before Jesus, it was a sign of respect. It was a sign of dignity. It was a sign of royalty. It was a sign of awe. And all those things I think we need to come to God with. Not coming to God saying, you haven't answered my prayer, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But coming, God, I know you can. Will you? And kneel before God in the right posture, coming with a humble spirit, praying from the depths of our hearts. I'm reminded of a a woman in in the story of one Samuel. It was actually Samuel's mum. It was coming before God and just weeping because she couldn't have children. And Eli the priest actually thought she was drunk and told her off. She says, no, 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 I'm just pouring out my heart to God. She came to the temple and she nailed down. She just poured out her heart to God. And it says, and God heard her. When I say the right posture, I'm saying, are you coming before God and just pouring out your heart? saying this is what I need cleansed of, this is what I need you to deal with in my life because I can't do it on my own. Send me the people I need, send me the cleansing I need, but come with the right posture. Second is come with the right understanding. That didn't come out too well. Come with the right understanding. So this is about making sure that your knowledge of what God's character is is in the right spot. You see, when we give up, 
Or when we say that God doesn't want to answer our prayers, we're actually operating under a wrong understanding. The right understanding is that we are loved by God. That God is working for our good. That God wants to do good things in in our life. And it's the right understanding that God loves us that should keep us coming back and keep on and, and keep on asking time and time again, not knowing that he's not going to grow weary of us asking. He's not going to grow upset with us, keep on coming back. He's not going to, he's not going to say, that's, that's enough, I'm sick of you. That's not the character of God. And so when we come with the right understanding, we go, God, I don't know why you're not answering my prayer right now. I have no idea why you haven't given me the healing that I've been seeking for. But I know your heart. And so I'm going to keep on asking and I'm going to keep on coming because I know that you love me. And I know that if it's an issue for me, it's an issue for you. So come with the right understanding. And so when the, when the leper comes, and I should call him the ex-leper now, shouldn't I? Comes and falls on his knees with the right posture and says, Lord, if you are willing, make me clean. He has an understanding that Jesus has the ability and the desire to do it. Lastly, go giving the right praise. And so when Jesus heals him, you'd think that Jesus would say, go off, go off and tell everybody how amazing I am. He goes, no, 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 no. Don't tell anybody. Go and check it out with the priests. Let them give you the certification that you're actually clean. So if you've got something going on in your life and you want God to move in it, that doesn't mean that you go off medication. It means you go back to your doctor and say, I'm feeling better. What do you think is going on? And then we give praise in the right way to God. And we, we give him honour for what he has done in our lives. And, and as you know, some people have come to faith, I, I, I'm, I'm telling people, you know, you've got to tell people because it's given the right praise. It's about stepping out and just saying, my life was a mess, but now God has stepped in as a testimony and a right praise for what God is doing. And when we do things right, when we follow God's spirit the right way, God is glorified and we are uplifted. So this morning, I'm wondering, what is your heart yearning for to be clean? What thought processes, what behaviours, what attitudes? Because I'm not going to tell you what it is, that's the Spirit's job. I remember I used to be work on building sites where colourful metaphors are just an adjective, really. And, um, and I, I felt the Spirit of God say, Barry, it's time for you to stop swearing. I'm thinking, but every second word I hear on a job site is a swear word. Like, fire truck just seems to flow from everything. And, uh, and he goes, no, nah, that's what I want you to do. I said, well, Lord, you're going to have to make me clean because I've got no idea how I'm going to do this. But it was God's show. It took me two years, by the way. 
of consistently coming back to God and saying, God, you're going to have to help me with this. And, uh, but it was the Spirit that nudged me. No one said, Barry, you've got to stop swearing. Now I just leave that up to my wife. No. <laughs> it's an ongoing joke in my family. The Spirit will be nudging you now. That's the important thing. About what he wants you to be clean about. That attitude, that behaviour, that thought, that thinking, that healing that you haven't got in your body that you've been asking God for. What's God saying to you now? What's your heart yearning for to be free of, to be cleansed of? Because God yearns for the same thing. That's the right attitude. God yearns for the same thing, that you'll be clean. And the reality is, is that all we have to do is trust, come in the right posture, with the right understanding, giving the right praise, and Jesus will do the rest. So would you stand to your feet with me, if you're able? What do you need to be cleansed of this morning? I want you to be honest with your heart and in your mind. And maybe you're one of these wonderful people who can't think of anything. I'm betting that most of us can. And I simply ask that as we pray that you put your hands out in front of you if you want God to cleanse you of something. As a sign that you want him to do something, nothing more. And we're just going to ask God to move. And you might have it happen like that, like the guy in the story. It might take two years like it did for me in swearing. But will you start by asking, Jesus, will you cleanse me? Let's pray. Loving God, I thank you for this community of faith. I thank you for their love for you. And Lord, we all through the course of our life have things that hang on to us and make us unclean in one way or another. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, we don't notice it a lot, but when your spirit comes, you highlight it to us. And I ask Holy Spirit, come and highlight what you want to deal with in our lives. And Holy Spirit, as we hold out our hands, we say to ourselves, Lord Jesus, will you make us clean? And Holy God, by the power of your spirit, come upon these people and move in their hearts and their minds as they've opened themselves up to you, they've humbled themselves before you. Lord, will you make them clean so that your name may be glorified and this community may be strengthened. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.